Hey yo, minasan konnichiwa. Hello and welcome back to Japan Education with me, Lawrence Dennis, an English teacher in Kyoto, Japan. And this is the podcast where I discuss living and working in Japan or any and all things that are on my mind. What I'm going through, what you're going through, what we're all going through,、uh, what we're experiencing in the world, things that are happening. I am recording today on Sunday, October 25th, 2020. And I don't want to spend too much time on the news this week, although obviously there are things to talk about, okay?、Uh, the final debate happened last week, all right? Focusing on America, right? The final debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. And when I say final, I mean final of two. <laughs> the second debate happened.、Um, Uh, that was on, well, it was on Friday our time, Thursday in America's time.、Um, and it was kind of fun, like, <laughs> maybe fun isn't the right word, but、uh, I watched it at work because it happened、uh, around like 10 a.m., I think, our time,、uh, or some, around then. So I was at work at the time on Friday, and I was in the office、uh, watching it. With my co workers, and we were all watching on different streams. We didn't want to, you know, broadcast it to the entire office for to annoy other people, so we were all listening on headphones to our own computers.、Uh, so the timing、uh, was a bit off for some of us,、uh, but like just us kind of like laughing together, and then the looks that we share, like, what the heck? What is he saying? What is going on? What what was that about? Or, you know, all of, the, all of these little reactions that we had throughout. The, the debate was, was kind of fun.、Um, you know, I mean, it's at this point, I don't really know. Like, these debates happen far too late in the season. And I realize that, you know,、uh, there were other circumstances that maybe pushed these back further back than they usually would be. But, like, the, I mean, at this point, if you're undecided, you're insane. I mean, the. Two candidates could not be more different. Like, <laughs> they are insanely different.、Um, I, I, I suppose they could be more different. That's a bit of a、uh, hyperbolic statement. But they are extremely different. If you are unsure of wh- who you're voting for, I, I have no idea what is going on in your mind. Because, you, I mean, No matter, regardless of which one you choose, like it should be very obvious to each person who you're supporting. Like, and、uh, it should be Biden, I'm just gonna say. All right.、Um, so, yeah, we, the, the debate happened. No, the cool thing, though, that I wanted to talk about, or the interesting thing, I guess, or, you know, it's cool,、um, is that we are, we're still more than a week away from the election, right? But as of. This week, there's already been,、uh, I think, 50 million was the number that I heard. 50 million early votes have already come in. 50 million. That includes mine, by the way.、Uh, but 50 million early votes already in. And we're still more than a week away from the election. That is crazy. And that's a record from what I hear. That is a record.、Uh, and so. We are possibly looking at record voter turnout for this election. Wow. How cool is that? I mean, regardless of what happens with the results, like, 
more voter turnout is just a, a good thing, generally. I mean, I hope it goes towards Biden, but that's me personally. But generally, objectively speaking, like more people participating in our democracy is just a really cool thing. And that's great. That makes me really happy. Uh, You know, regardless of how the election turns out, more people participating is a positive thing. And so that's really cool. Um, Now, the question is, you know, if it turns out to to be in Biden's favor, what is going to be the reaction from the Trump camp? Is he going to is he going to fight it? Is he going to say it's corrupt and, and BS and, and fight it in the courts? Like what's going to happen? I, I mean, I don't know if it's worth even taking the time to speculate about that because who knows what's going to happen in the next week and a half. But um, yeah, it, it's just cool that so many people are turning out already uh, and we're still a week, more than a week out. So yeah, uh, I, I don't know. I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited for democracy. It's great. All right. I'm going to move on from the news because I don't really want to talk about the news that much. And also, I'm a bit tired today, to be honest. I I didn't really, I just went right into the news at the top of this, but I I am feeling good. I'm just a bit tired today. Um, It has been a gorgeous, a gorgeous weekend. And so uh, what I did was I just, I went out this weekend and I didn't have any plan or anything in particular. I just wanted to be outside because it was so, so beautiful outside. Uh, autumn in Kyoto is a, a wonderful, wonderful time. Uh, the weather is fantastic. It's like a, a nice chilly, but like lightly chilly, uh, like, you know, 20 degrees Celsius, which is what? I don't know. Uh, 60? I don't know. <laughs> I'm ter- I, I have completely lost uh, Fahrenheit from my mind. I have no idea what Fahrenheit means anymore. <laughs> it was 20 degrees Celsius today. Uh, sunny, clear skies. Uh, and yesterday as well, on Saturday, clear skies. Just beautiful. Beautiful. I had to work yesterday, actually. We had an open campus uh, at our school, which is, uh, so I work at a private school, so we need to have open campuses every once in a while, um, at, for, like, prospective students to come and visit the school, and, uh, and take a look around, and, like, uh, they attend informational sessions, and, uh, things like that, uh, to just, you know, see if they want to go here, and, and we as teachers have to work there to try and, uh, you know, recruit students, because if we don't recruit a lot of students, that's bad for the school, which is, in uh, you know, by uh, the transitive property, uh, that is bad for the employees as well. So, uh, yeah, so I had to work this weekend, uh, or on Saturday, not a lot, just uh, in the morning. Um, but then after that, I just went out and, and just took walks. Yesterday and today, I just walked and walked and walked and walked. And I went running uh, yesterday as well, but I, I, I just walked um, a lot. And so uh, I think I walked for probably uh, both days for like five hours each. <laughs> a little bit less on Saturday because I also ran. Uh, but like I was outside walking around, uh, just going around outdoors for like five hours uh, each day this weekend. And so... 
uh, and it was fantastic. I'm like, but now it's the evening on Sunday, and I'm a bit tired. And I also had to do a little bit of work uh, this evening to prepare for tomorrow. And so I'm just a bit tired right now. And so, um, what I mean, yeah, uh, this podcast might be uh, a bit of a short episode. Uh, I guess is is what I wanted to say. Um, but uh, moving away from the news. And, I mean, I already did, and I'm already talking about personal stuff. So, uh, yeah, at school. What's going on at school? Well, um, last time I spoke with you, I was in the throes of uh, grading my exams and and getting all that stuff done. And I was a bit uh, overwhelmed at the time with my workload. But I am happy to report that that's all been finished now, and uh, I feel great about it. Um, unfortunately, not all of my students felt great about their scores, but, you know, I, I, generally, here's, the thing is, like, when you sit down and talk with students about it, and, like, you explain to them why they get the score they got, even if they, they argue with you at first, like, once you sit down and, and talk to them about it, like, generally, they're like, yeah, okay, I understand, and they're, they're pretty, they're pretty good about it, like, they get it, um, you know, I don't like giving lower scores to some students, but, like, it's just kind of a unfortunate reality of the system. <laughs> like, I have to. <laughs> there are certain things that we expect from students, and some students do it. Most of my students do it fairly well, but when a student just doesn't, doesn't do it, they, like, you know, they get a lower score. And that sucks. Like, I, I've I've gotten more and more used to giving lower scores to students. But like, I remember starting out when I was first doing this, especially at this school, because like all of the students in the international course are so great, and like you just want to give them all good scores. But, like you can't, because that would break the system <laughs> that we have. And like I'm, you know, I'm all for breaking the system, but like. I just can't like that's not my position to be able to do that at this point I would love to um you know maybe one day start like a Montessori school or something like that in Japan that like doesn't give grades or I don't know some weird experimental type of education uh that doesn't do assessment or anything um that's really cool I love that idea but uh that is not the system that I work in, and uh, I don't really have the power to enforce any kind of change in that, like, fundamental change like that. So uh, I just got to work with what I'm given right now. Uh, but anyways, that that was a weird tangent that I went on. Uh, all of that was just to say I finished grading and gave grades back to students, and I'm done with that. And I feel good to be done with that. Um... I still have a few uh, student. Well, not a few. I still have actually quite a uh, quite a, a few <laughs> students uh, in my homeroom who are uh, doing university entrance stuff. And some of them are now at the point where they're just waiting for results, which is nerve wracking. Uh, but some of them still have like interviews and things coming up. Uh, so I'm still pretty busy with preparing students for that. Um, but that's going well, I think. Uh, there's one school in particular that is um, 
I guess I could just say the name of it, uh, Akita International University, uh, which is in Akita Prefecture. It's in a rural area of Japan, um, pretty isolated. Uh, Akita is up north. It's a, it's a cold area. Um, but uh, they have an international university there that is uh, like... For an international liberal arts university, it's probably the top in Japan. Um, it is it is not like ranked as the top university overall in Japan. Uh, that would be Tokyo University, um, but as like a a uh, an international liberal arts school, it's probably the best school uh, in the country, um, and it's uh, like. All, you know, classes, I think, like, some, like, 98% of all of the classes are done in English at that school, like, in every subject. Um, they have a, a ton of students from overseas that also come here for that school, like, it's, uh, and it's, it's a good school. Um, but it's tough to get into, obviously. Um, we did have one student get in already in early decision which is awesome it's really really cool and uh, I'm very very proud of that student um, I had nothing to do with it I wish I did I did not do any prep work with that student um, that student uh, is not in my homeroom so they uh, went to other teachers for help uh, but there's another student in my homeroom that uh, did not get in early decision, unfortunately, but uh, is is still trying to get in uh, on at the next stage uh, of entrance, and so I'm still helping that student, and um, that is uh, it's interesting, it's challenging, it's fun. I mean, the student is a great student, and I love this student, and uh, I'm you know doing my best to help uh, to help this kid. Uh, this student <laughs> is um, feeling the pressure of it. Like, they really want to go to this school, and I'm, I'm using a neutral pronoun because I don't want to say who it is, um, although anyone in my class listening probably already knows who I'm talking about. But um, this student is really feeling the pressure of it, and it's like quite... It, I think they are feeling like it's quite a daunting task and maybe like sometimes feeling like it's... They, they're not good enough, which they are. They totally are. Um, but it is a, a daunting task nonetheless. Um, but uh, they've just been, like, really stressed. I mean, this student is, like, constantly stressed. <laughs> um, and, uh, like, oh, man. They said to me, and this student was joking, and they said they were joking, afterwards and they apologize for saying this but the student did say to me um you know i used to like english before i had to study it here <laughs> and that i mean i know they were joking and i know it was a joke but man as an english teacher and like the person who, who has in particular been this student's english teacher for the last three years like that broke my heart and like i understand the joke but I also understand like there is some truth to that in just the sense and they don't mean it as a slight against me or against the school or against anything in particular like but it is but like I totally understand that at being someone who was a student 
also. You know, when I was a student, I felt that way about music. That is, I went into university uh, in with the intention of being a music major. I went into university to study music, and I immediately hated it because I hated studying music. I loved music. I loved, loved, loved music, and I loved playing music, and I loved listening to music. But when it came to studying it academically, I started to hate it. And so I had to leave. I had to quit, and I, I changed subjects, and I ended up studying Japanese and loving that. Um, but yeah. Like, I, so I totally get that. Like, when you start to get, if you don't really, really love something, you know, I mean, even if you do really, really love something, once you start to study it more academically, like, that really changes your relationship with it. That's a, that's a whole different beast. And so, like, this student wasn't saying that they don't love English anymore. They were just saying, like, the nature of how they study English and how they learn English and their their relationship with English has changed. And it's not as fun. <laughs> the new relationship is not as fun. And that doesn't mean they don't love English anymore. It just means this new relationship that they have with the subject that I teach is different and it's not as fun. Uh, and, like, there's totally some truth to that. And, like, a lot of that is the pressure that that student is feeling about you know university entrance um they need to show their english ability to get into this university because it is an international liberal arts school like they need the english ability and this student has it um but they need to prove it to the university in a test (laughs) and so that's tough that's tough to do um and so yeah um, that happened this week. The student told me that, and it broke my heart at the time. And like, not, I don't, I'm not upset that the student said that or anything, because I totally get it. I totally understand. Uh, and I also get that it was like halfway a joke, but like, oh man, that is a heartbreaking thing to hear. Because that, because again, like as someone who was once a student, I totally get what they mean. And I get that they don't mean it as a mean thing against me or against the school or against the subject. It's just, it is what it is, I guess. Um, so yeah, that happened. Um, and, uh, other than that, not much has gone on at school this week, actually. Uh, we've just kind of transitioned into like, final exams finish and the next semester begins right away there's no real there's no break there's no the only kind of quote unquote break that happens in between the terms is that uh there is a short period of a a few days where students get their tests back from teachers and go over the tests uh and and that's it but then once that's done it's just i mean school continues as normal without a break and we just go right into the next semester or the next term uh and so we are in the next term already and uh starting the next stuff that we're doing which is you know for uh for my third year students for the seniors who are getting ready to graduate this is actually their final term at the school uh, weirdly, in Japan, actually, this is something I, that I'm not sure if this happens at all schools or in Japan, or if this is just 
my school being weird because it's a private school and can do weird things. Um, but the seniors, after December, they're done with school. They don't come into school uh, with the rest of students from the months of January to March. Um, you know, lower classmen uh, do come in and they still continue school. The school year continues until March. Um, but the seniors do not come in anymore for, for whatever reason. I guess the theory is just like for preparing for university. Uh, a lot of students take the opportunity to start to get a part-time job, to start to earn some money. Um, and then like also there are still some exams for some entrance exams for university in January, I believe. And so there's uh, some students are doing that. Uh, but basically it's just... Uh, I think also graduation trips is a really common thing for students to do. Uh, they go on, on what they call sociogioko, which is just literally graduation trips. Um, just, uh, you know, a little celebration traveling. Um, but yeah, so this term is the very last term that I will have teaching these students that I have been teaching for the last five years. And that's kind of crazy. I mean, that's really nuts. Uh, well, I should clarify, I've only been teaching a few of them for the last five years. Most of them I've only been teaching for the last three years. But still, the last three years. Um, or five years. Like, wow. Wow. <laughs> I just, uh, we've been... Uh, we recently sent around the office a, a video compilation of Owen Wilson saying wow again and again and again and, and different from different movies or uh, parts that he's done <laughs> and just him him going wow 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 but yeah this is the last term ever with these students who are um, these students are the first homeroom that I've ever had as a teacher they're the students that I've taught the longest of any group of students that I ever had as a teacher. Probably the longest that I ever will teach as as a homeroom teacher because of the fact that um, uh, our school's homeroom teacher system has changed and we no longer have uh, foreign teachers as homeroom teachers in second and third year of junior high school. We did when I started, and that's why I've taught some of these kids for five years. That's why I've been their homeroom teacher for five years, is because I was also their homeroom teacher in junior high. But we changed the system since then, and there are no longer any uh, foreign teachers as homeroom teachers in second and third year of junior high. So I will probably never have the opportunity like this again to see this to be a homeroom teacher for the same group of students for five years in a row and to see them through to graduation it's pretty nuts i'm pretty sure i've talked about this before already on the podcast but now it's the last term officially the last term that i will be teaching them wow <laughs> so um yeah for this last term uh because they are seniors and the voting age in japan is 18 um, and that's the age that they are all turning this year. Uh, we've decided for the last term, or I decided for the last term, that we are going to do a project about different political issues uh, in Japan, um, which 
is something that I don't know a ton about. Um, but like basically this last project is going to be kind of uh, hands-off from the teacher. It's a lot of student uh, self-guided learning uh, or self-guided research and learning. Uh, so they're going to choose a kind of an issue or a, a policy or something like that that is or has been recently uh, under debate or under discussion uh, in Japan's uh, political scene and uh, basically analyze it from multiple sides so that they're not going to give their opinion about the issue. They are uh, actually not allowed, or I am not allowed to have them discussing their opinions about political issues uh, openly. I like, I, I think that's a no-no uh, because I uh, am not allowed to like potentially influence their political opinions in any way, which is, uh, I mean, basically an impossible thing to not do <laughs> you know I mean we teach kind of a, a social studies class like it's it's impossible to not somehow let my opinions about different things slip in but I try not to I try to be objective and let them make their own decisions about things um, but anyways for this project they're going to take something like for example you know LGBTQ uh, uh, rights, uh, like marriage rights or something like that. Like, um, and then they are going to analyze it and f first, like, explain like what is the current policy, if anything, in Japan. Like, what's the history of the policy or the discussion about it? Um, you know, how has it changed over time? Uh, you know, given general background about it, and then like. Uh, you know who are the supporters of it or who's against it and what are their reasons for being uh, for it or against it uh, and that kind of stuff so there's just kind of analysis kind of objective analysis of the discussion around the topic uh, and then uh, present that to their classmates and each group so they're going to be doing this in groups uh, and each group is going to be given or actually they they're going to be able to choose topics uh, but each group is going to have a different topic. And so uh, the, the goal is just to, to make them more informed about issues so that when they do uh, turn 18, which a lot of them have already, but uh, when they do get the opportunity to vote, they will have kind of an idea of both sides of all the issues and they can kind of be more informed voters, hopefully. So I think that's a really cool project idea. I don't know how it will work. <laughs> I mean, uh, we'll see. So I hope it works well. I hope uh, it's fun uh, and interesting for them. Um, but that's what we're getting ready to go into starting tomorrow. And that's what I was busy preparing this evening. Um, so that's what's been going on. Other things that's happening. Uh, this week is Halloween coming up. And Halloween... Uh, in Japan is, um, well, it's different. I mean, it's a lot of the same as America, but there is not really any trick-or-treating in Japan. Uh, Japanese people, however, are well aware of what trick-or-treating is, but it doesn't really happen uh, as far as I know. Um, there are sometimes like special community-organized events for local kids to be able to do 
like, you know, trick-or-treating or makeshift trick-or-treating. Uh, whether You know, if it's not to actually directly to people's houses, it might be just like to little booths or stations inside a venue. Or uh, it might be like to different shops in the neighborhood or something like that. Um, but like generally, like neighborhood trick-or-treating does not happen. Um, at all. I've, I've never heard of it happening, uh, really. Um, but Halloween is celebrated in, in general. Like, if you walk around, like, even going to the grocery store today, like, there's Halloween candy put out, which is a weird thing when you consider the fact that they don't actually do trick-or-treating, but they will have these big bags of Halloween candies. <laughs> like, it's a very bizarre thing. Um, but they just, like, marketing works in Japan, if if you can market something as like cute or uh, interesting because it's foreign or uh, like special because it's limited edition or available for a limited time, uh, seasonal things like that, like Halloween, you know, um, any any kinds of campaigns like that do really well in Japan. And Halloween, you know, Halloween can be cute, like with the orange. Uh, colors and the jack-o'-lanterns can be cute and like black cats can be cute and stuff like halloween can be quite cute and if it's done if it's marketed in like a, a, a cartoony way and not like a spooky way um and so like japanese people love cute it's the kawaii culture um so yeah so halloween is celebrated but just not quite in the same way as in the states um it is more actually uh, it's almost more of a holiday for adults, um, which I realize is probably also true in the USA, um, where, you know, you have uh, Halloween parties and adults have Halloween, you know, costume parties. Um, yeah, it's the same in Japan. Uh, there will be Halloween parties, but people don't have like home parties in Japan. Generally, that's definitely not a thing. There will be public Halloween parties, like people go into a bar to have a Halloween party or people just going out uh, on the street now uh, drinking in public is totally allowed in Japan so like people just going out to the street um, to uh, to just chill um, in in Tokyo uh, traditionally in Shibuya in the Shibuya area of Tokyo which if you are familiar with that like image of Tokyo of like the crosswalk and like hundreds of people crossing the crosswalk at one time that is the uh shibuya area of tokyo that's that's where that crosswalk is um that area will be packed with people in costumes on halloween um now i don't know what's gonna happen this year because of the coronavirus but it's still probably going to be quite busy. Um, generally, like, I was walking, I was out walking this weekend, and there's tons of people out and about. And people are wearing masks, but, like, people are out. Um, the streets are crowded with pedestrians. Um, so, yeah, uh, that's, that's probably what's going to happen. I don't know what my plans are for Halloween yet. I haven't really made any plans, and I'm not sure if I'm going to do something or not. But we'll see. I don't know. I do, however, have a costume. Uh, I, I like to wear a costume to school uh, on Halloween, although Halloween is a Saturday this year, so I'll wear it on Friday. Um, we also have our, our global 
scholar society or GSS club, which is basically our English club, but it's kind of an international club um, at school, is also going to have a Halloween party um, on Wednesday. So on Wednesday and Friday, I will be wearing a Halloween costume and it is ready to go. Uh, this year I've got kind of a, one of these like inflatable costumes sort of where it has a fan built into it that blows air in to kind of keep it inflated. Um, but it, it is like a alien grabbing me and like it's an alien abduction costume, but like, uh, base it's, uh, like my head is coming out of my torso in the costume and then there's like a blow up alien behind me or the, the torso of, a, of an alien behind me that's inflated. Uh, but then my legs and my lower body are actually inside the alien's body, and there's a fake, um, some fake human legs that look like they're coming out of my body, but they're actually fake legs uh, dangling as the alien is carrying me off. Um, that's a really hard <laughs> Halloween costume to explain uh, in a purely audio format, but basically it's a costume that looks like I'm being abducted by an alien. Uh, and that's it. And it's silly and it's funny. And uh, I hope it is, uh, I hope it gets a good laugh. That's that's really all I hope for. I've, I've gone, I, I was a Jedi last year. I've gone as Deadpool in the past. Uh, we've also done Harry Potter characters in the past at school. Uh, so this year it's alien abduction is what I'm going for. Hey, buddy. Um, so, yeah. I'm looking forward to that. Um, I don't really know what my plans are for actual Halloween, though. But uh, I guess I'll let you know next week. Um, the last thing that I wanted to say, that I wanted to talk about, is my latest toy that I've purchased. Uh, my my gift to myself for kind of, uh, I guess, I, I don't know, for no reason really, other than just I wanted it. Um, but I bought the uh, Oculus Quest 2, which is the VR headset uh and um the oculus quest has been around for uh, a year or so or i think i don't know but the quest 2 just came out uh like a week or two ago and i was looking at videos of people playing star wars uh squadrons in vr and like looking at other things in vr and stuff and i just wanted one and i just decided you know what i'm getting it it's not that expensive uh, really like for a VR headset the Oculus Quest 2 is like $350 or something like that for the the lower end one which is what I got um, and then the higher end one is just $100 more uh, but uh, yeah I got I got it and it's arrived and I have been obsessed with it for the past few days I mean it is oh boy like it's so good the the technology is so good like i the last time i tried vr was uh when was it it was probably like eight years ago uh maybe not eight it was probably seven years ago six or seven years ago was probably the, was i think the last time i tried vr um and it was at that time 
like it was fine but it was not mind-blowing or anything it was very shaky uh like it didn't work smoothly or, or exactly you know um but now the technology is good and the resolution is good and everything and it just looks so good and it's so wild the first time you put it on if you've never done it before the first time you put it on is mind-blowing even for this one even though i've done it before putting on my oculus quest for the first time and i actually did it uh at a friend's place because i was i the day it arrived i was just heading out to a friend's place and um i like was so excited about it that I couldn't just leave it at home and, and leave it until later. So I took it with me to my to the friend's place, and I did it uh, with my with other people around, with friends around, and they just watched me just geek out over it and just be like, uh, like I put it on, and you put it on, and like the first time you put it on, it's just like actually you have to set it up so that it's not that mind-blowing for for a few minutes because it, it has to set up you you make all the settings and then it has to download an update from the wi-fi and all that so like it takes a little while to get into it but then once it's ready to go and it turns on and you are suddenly first i mean even the the setting of just setting up a boundary of like where is your safe zone in your room that like it's incredible just doing that is like kind of incredible how it works because i i mean i don't know how in depth i should go into this i could talk about it for ages though uh so the the headset is completely wireless by the way which is amazing uh so the entire computer is contained inside the headset it's all it's you don't need to connect it to a computer or anything there is an app that it does wirelessly connect to uh, on your phone that you do need to use for the oculus uh, but like other than that like there's nothing to connect it to it's done entirely in the headset and so like you're just you're free like your body is free to move around in this digital space and so you put on the headset and there are cameras on the outside on the front of the headset um to that capture the room so like you can turn on the outside cameras so that you can see where you are in the room and stuff and so the first time you put it on you have to set up your boundaries in the room and so you literally with the controller with the hand controller you draw digitally draw in the space where like a borderline of where it's okay for you to move around in and where like if where you can't go beyond because you might run into a wall or or a table or something like that and so just doing that was kind of amazing because it works so well and then once you do that it shows you like this kind of uh like uh see-through uh wall that you can't go beyond or that you i mean you can of course there's nothing physically stopping you but you shouldn't go beyond and the game warns you if you're if you're getting close to your borderline um it's so cool and then the virtual reality actually starts and it's just it blows your mind it's amazing uh i can't really 
describe how cool it is, but I've been playing, here's what I've been playing, I've been playing, um, actually quite a lot of games, I'm kind of, I'm so obsessed with it that I keep buying new games to play on it, because I just want to try everything, I, I've done a, a miniature golf game, which works awesome, and it's so cool that I can just, I, as, especially, I love this, because as a kid, and even as like a young adult, um, and into like my 20s in uh, St. Louis, growing up in St. Louis, I used to go to play miniature golf a lot, especially in like high school and college. I would go to play miniature golf a lot because I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I grew up playing golf because my dad liked golf. Um, but like I especially loved miniature golf because it's just so silly and fun. It's such a great pastime. Um, and like Japan doesn't really have any miniature golf there's there's no miniature golf in Japan. There are a few courses, I think, in, like, the whole country, I think, has, like, maybe a couple of courses. Um, but they're... Like, Japan just basically doesn't have miniature golf anywhere. And so, like, since living in Japan, I haven't been able to play any miniature golf. But it's so cool now that I can just pop on a headset and in, like two minutes in my kitchen I can play a full round of miniature golf and it feels it's like 95% like actually playing miniature golf the other 5% is like I'm indoors I have a thing on my head and I'm not holding an actual club but like everything else feels like you're really playing miniature golf the physics in the game are like realistic uh, the controller that you're holding has some weight to it, so it, it's, you know, it feels kind of like you're holding a club. Um, when you smack the ball, the, the controller gives you just this tiny vibration that actually feels like you've actually made contact with a ball. Um, it is so good. It's so good. And then I can just pop on the headset and play around a miniature golf in like two minutes i mean i can get into it in two minutes actually playing the round takes longer than that of course it's um but like yeah oh, it's so amazing it's mind-blowing i also love beat saber beat saber is amazing it's a, a game a rhythm game where you're just uh you're like holding two lightsabers basically and just smashing blocks in rhythm to music and it feels so badass it feels so cool uh i've been playing i played a star wars game called vader immortal which is like a, a story um experience that was like super intense and vader like comes right up to your face and like vader is freaking huge like you i mean you see him on screen and you you can see compared to the other people on screen how big he is but like seeing him in like realistic size come right up to your face and you have to like look up at him and he's just this intimidating shadowy figure it's like it's intense and frightening and then you pick up a lightsaber and you turn it on and it just vibrates in your hand and it feels incredible everything about it is incredible i mean oh i am so excited about this vr headset it's so cool. Everything, I mean, even just like the demo stuff, doing the demo stuff the first time you put it on was so cool. And I took it to another friend's house and, and 
uh, he tried it and his whole family tried it and they were just loving it. And they were immediately like, shit, I have to buy one of these because <laughs> they loved it so much. Uh, so, yeah, like the shitty thing about the quest, I will say there is one draw, one kind of big drawback to it. And it's the one thing that made me hesitate to buy it at first uh, was that it is made by Facebook and you have to connect it to your Facebook account. And so, who, you know, it is possible that they are tracking some kind of stuff. Like, they, they could be collecting all kinds of data about me. And uh, I have, I don't really know. I have turned off the sharing settings as much as I could find. Um, but still, uh, like, it's not really clear how much information they're collecting from me as I use it. Uh, so that is the big drawback to it um you know if you are concerned about privacy there there you go like that should that's probably a deal breaker for you uh, i am slightly concerned about privacy but i also uh my enthusiasm for this has far outweighed my concern for privacy at this point so uh yeah that's my big endorsement for the uh oculus quest 2 um Give it a shot if you haven't tried it, because it is mind-blowing. Oh, there's other games that I didn't even mention. I have, like, there's a puzzle game. There's a game called uh, I Expect You to Die, which is basically, like, you are put in these kind of James Bond uh, escape moments. Like, uh, every... It's, it's basically, like, escape rooms. It's like a an escape puzzle as a video game. Um and it just works so well like you are sitting the for the first mission you are sitting in a car and you have to escape from this car uh and like there's all these booby traps set up in the car by the villain and uh, you just have to like there's a bomb you have to defuse and like all you know you, uh rewire stuff and all like yeah um it's great it's so great oh man everything is so cool I love it. All right, I'm going to stop gushing. Uh, I have been talking for far longer than I expected to be talking. So, uh, yeah, that's going to be it for tonight. I hope you all have had a great week, and I hope you have a great next week. Uh, and I will talk to you next time. Thanks so much for listening. If you uh, have a question or want to speak with me uh, or give me a comment, give me a shout-out or anything at all, uh, the way to reach me is on social media on Instagram. That's where I am the most active. Actually, that's pretty much the only place where I am active. Um, Instagram, my handle is uh, Lawrence Dennis, at Lawrence Dennis, L-A-W-R-E-N-C-E-D-E-N-E-S. So please give me a shout-out, and I will shout-out back to you. Um, that's it. Have a good one. Bye-bye.